Welcome to the Recycle Podcast, where we discuss everyday issues from a mental health perspective. We are your hosts, Dr. LaFanya Jones, Dr. Rashonda Strickland, and Dr. Nichelle Wall. Now don't get it twisted. We're not going to be your stereotypical therapists. What we will be is down to earth, informative, a little spicy, and vulnerable. All right, interns, turn up the volume, grab your pen and paper. It's supervision time. As a reminder, this podcast is not meant to take the place of a relationship with a licensed mental health professional. Welcome back to Session 9, Movie Mental Breakdown, Boomerang. So this movie is starring... It had an all-star cast, actually. Eddie Murphy, who plays Marcus. <laughs> Marcus. <laughs> that is hilarious. Uh, uh, Martin Lawrence plays one of his friends, Tyler. David Allen Greer plays another one of his friends, uh, Gerard. It also stars Robin Givens as Jacqueline. Halle Berry as Angela. Uh, John Witherspoon plays Gerard's father, uh, B.B. Drake. Drake, (laughs) thank you, uh, plays Gerard's mother. Uh, Tisha Campbell plays Yvonne, who is uh, Marcus's next-door neighbor, it seems like, and also a previous fling fling (laughs) of some sort. (laughs) (laughs) Um, You have Grace Jones, who plays Stranger. And you have Eartha Kitt, who plays uh, Lady Eloise. And I think those are all of the main speaking. Main speaking. I think the only other kind of major uh, person that someone would know if they follow black cinema, it would be Layla Rashawn. Oh, yeah. Layla Rashawn. And Chris Rock. Who played Christy. Mm -hmm. Um, And Chris Rock played Boney T. Boney T. And for all my people who love the five heartbeats, um flash is in this movie his name his real name is john canada terrell so i you know everybody love that movie i just had to shout him out i love the five heartbeats i know <laughs> okay let me, come back. <laughs> let me come back <laughs> like ain't nobody saying like eddie kane girl that is probably my favorite part of that whole movie side note um we should probably do that one too yes that would be a good one y'all let us know in the comments if you want us to do the five heartbeats i'm here for that one me too we forgot somebody who is like one of the grandfathers of black cinema y'all y'all gonna y'all gonna shoot yourself in the foot melvin van peebles he was in there he's the editor when they're talking about sean jay is that a is that oh, yeah yeah huh we're gonna get it together y'all we that had went right over my head because <laughs> i was like where uh-huh <laughs> but i was so focused on getting make sure the all-star people was gotten see look top billing mm-hmm. it worked and he probably wrote something on it i wouldn't be surprised knowing him mm-hmm. yeah him yeah. and his son mario be writing up everything and directing stuff true Okay. To start off, so one of the initial scenes in this film starts off with the uh, Martin Lawrence. Actually, let me just use their character names. Sorry, guys. Uh, Tyler, Marcus, and Gerard having mm, 
dinner, lunch. Seemed no, like lunch. No. I feel like it was. It's a scene right before that, though. Yeah, but he's mostly just walking through. <laughs> but I think. With but I think that's important. Okay. okay. All so, right. Let's start from the beginning. <laughs> beginning. In the beginning. So the opening scene, y'all. If y'all can imagine this, this black man walking through this huge building. You can tell that he is like reached his stride. He's successful. He's admired by everybody. Um, that means the women that are in his office. That also means like the, the black men that are underneath him. Uh, Chris Rock's character, Boney T is a male guy and he always comes and talks to him every time he comes in the door. And so that's going to hang out. Exactly. (laughs) And so that's going to be super important because it shows how he transitions throughout the, um, the movie. Mm -hmm. He's kind of like throwback to our, uh, session about, um, black male tropes. He was kind of yes. like the magical Negro a little bit. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. he was that voice that just kind of had all of this extra info for <laughs> some reason. He was in the note of everything. Yeah. I'm like, how you know? What he y'all talking everything. about in the mail room? Right. Yeah. He knew that he, all, it was, it's a lot going on in the movie, but also after that, you get to see his character right before the lunch scene, you see the character because he goes and talks to his receptionist mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and his receptionist lists off like five, six, seven women. It was Brenda Letitia. LaShawn. <laughs> <laughs> um, lists all of them off. And then he says, okay, send, you know, the flower arrangement that I want, uh, want you to send and make sure you tell them thinking only of you. All the same flowers, all the same message. So you and this was a, a repetitive routine because uh-huh. she, she already knew. Mm-hmm. she already knew. Yep. And then I think the only other thing right before the lunch uh, scene was we got to meet Nelson, mm-hmm. um, oh, yeah. which I think his real name is Jeffrey something. I can't remember, but he's very flamboyant. He's he's super nasty, um, <laughs> which we can appreciate in small doses. But he was also <laughs> over the ads. And so he always took the ads too far because Marcus is a marketer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So right before he goes, I, so I'm assuming then it was lunch mm-hmm. because he was at work. Yeah. So then right before he yeah, goes to he have, said, tell the guys I'm going to be late. Yeah. Uh, and he tells them that he's going to be late because it's audition time mm-hmm. for one of the ads. Mm-hmm. And there's a line of beautiful women that he has to critique in some sort of way. So this is intro to, you know, his potential for objectifying women. Uh huh. Yeah. I was going to say, or womanizing, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So if y'all haven't seen this movie and y'all have seen how to be a player, this is, how to be a player the first round before that came out. That's really what it is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I can agree with that. Full wholeheartedly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. So then when he gets to the restaurant with his friends, they start talking about how Marcus, <laughs> <laughs> you know, he always gets the women and uh. women just fall all over the him. And, you know, how come we don't ever get women? Um, and, David Allen Greer is trying to hold Tyler like accountable for how he's describing women Mm -hmm. and some of the reason why he has trouble relating to women in the way that he does. And that's the, the first, obviously it's the beginning of the movie, but it's the first scene where we see a man with emotional intelligence. Yes. Yes. Because uh, Gerard, AKA dag, 
aka David Allen Greer, he is the sensitive one of the group and he's very in tune with his emotions, but it also kind of plays into most people don't choose the nice guy. Yes. We were, yes. We were talking about that this morning. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we, yeah. And we were talking also about how, um, you know, how we talk about men and not being in tune with their emotions. And that uh-huh. was very apparent in their dynamic as friends. Yes. You know, so for our sensitive ears, but they were calling him a female dog, mm-hmm. you know, for him being much more, uh, and like you said, aware. in tune and aware of mm-hmm. how women may think differently than men and mm-hmm. how to be receptive to that. Yeah. And he yeah. always wanted to be respectful of women. Even later, we'll talk about his ex, mm-hmm. but he just always wanted to be respectful and uplift them. And that's not really what the other two gentlemen, I'm using that word loosely, mm-hmm. uh, did, even though both of them are still two totally different characters, Tyler and Marcus. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, Mar- I think Marcus would assume that he was em- not emotionally attached, but in tune to women mm-hmm. because of his demeanor and his charisma. And he said it. Yeah, yeah. I was just getting ready to comment on oh, that. And the fact that you I'm glad that was a good segue, because one of the things that he talked about, well, I know how to romance women mm-hmm. and everything that he listed out was like Hallmark card level of romance i bring them flowers i give them candy i buy them things and it was like well that it's all superficial that's external Mm -hmm. things yeah Yeah. but and that's the thing when you you can have those external things those are a bonus but it's the internal things that matter it's the substance of a relationship that makes a relationship a successful relationship Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and y'all don't even get me started on tyler oh my god get into it sis (laughs) yes so tyler is played by martin lawrence so you already know it's it's hilarious however there is no filter on this dude whatsoever he's like the stereotypical like hood dude that has made it but has not learned how he needs to show up in the workplace at all he's still uncouth a little uncouth (laughs) um he don't know how to code switch like we've talked about in past sessions but he also has this very militant you might even say on the end of hotep mentality and so he's always talking about how the black man this and then the white man did this to us and then how we show up in society so he has all these tangential um theories that go on and then he's trying to convince his his two homeboys to believe him too but they just be looking at him and shaking his head mm-hmm. i know i was thinking he was talking about asparagus spears versus <laughs> asparagus tips. I was like, wait what what are you saying martin Tyler? you see what she did you see what she did <laughs> no we don't right. we don't see what she did at all at all she talked about asparagus yes that's what i see yeah you literally asked her what was there to eat and she told you yeah, mm-hmm. that was hilarious. <laughs> yeah, I I do appreciate the comic relief throughout the film, but yeah, he definitely is erring mm-hmm. on the side of extra. Yeah, yeah, this movie was very cringy and misogynistic. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. You don't realize that until you kind of go back and watch it again, because obviously this movie came out in '92. It's almost 30 years later, so norms and what's acceptable to say and um how we describe things has completely changed since then and so it's like ooh ah ooh Mm -hmm. it was a lot it was a lot going on yeah yeah 
I was tell I was talking to Dr. Jones about that this morning, but I think for some in some ways when you pull back and look at it as a whole versus looking at it uh, scene for scene, uh-huh. you can still appreciate the comedy in it. Mm-hmm. Even though it's some still of hilarious. the moments, yeah, yeah, even some of the hilarious. moments were still cringy. Yeah. Yes. Uh so then <laughs> at the table and I love how they play like the dog music, mm-hmm. you know. Yes. <laughs> bow wow wow. Oh, yes. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so Marcus sees Lila Rashawn's character walking by um, as they are in the restaurant, mm-hmm. and this is where you start to see his manip- uh, Marcus's manipulation in f- like the initial stages of it in full effect. Uh, so he jumps out and goes outside to uh, chase her and he stops this couple and pays them 20 bucks for a dog leash. And then he's out here (laughs) screaming for a dog that he does not have as a way to garner sympathy from a woman he believes is a dog lover. And of course, plot, you know, assistance, she is. Mm-hmm. and you has know. a beautiful dog she mm-hmm. looks she's very prim and proper she just looks like a straight up beautiful businesswoman, and she's just walking her dog in the park mm-hmm. and she falls for it you know of course hook line because i was like who is falling for this game i mean now granted it's 92 but who is falling for this game that he got with this leash? christy <laughs> <laughs> i know i was like oh christy girl <laughs> Because it was so fake. Because I think what happened first was he made the little, the scene with the dog and was yelling his dog's name. And she stopped and came back and was like, oh, did you lose your dog? And then he's like, yes. And he put on his little sad face Mm -hmm. and was like, hey, if you, since you walk your dog here every day, can you call me? And then because she was such an avid lover of animals, obviously, she walks off and then comes right back and like, well, I just wouldn't feel comfortable if I didn't know that you found him. So she gave him her number on the card that he gave her and then gave it back. And he was I like, I was thinking about that yeah, too. I was like, yeah. wait, she just wrote her number on exactly. the card. He gave so, her. So and the I pencil. was wondering in, in uh, hindsight, 2020, cause I remember when I was younger and men would ask me uh, to call them. I was like, no, I'll give you my number. You can call me if you're interested. So I wonder if that was her slide way of like doing that. No, you can call me if you're interested. Mm-hmm. I hadn't thought about that. It could. It I, yeah, it could have been. It could. I was opposite of you because I was like, nah, you can give me your number. That's how That's how I was. Because I was like, nah, you, I don't need you having no access to me. That's why I still got the same number from sixth grade. <laughs> yeah. I, in my mind, I'm like, you want me, you're going to have to chase me. I'm not calling nobody. See, look, look at that ends of the spectrum. Mm-hmm. <laughs> see, we're not all the same, guys. Yeah, but so, you could also see him, the player come out of him when she said, well, do you have a pen? He's like, a do pen? I? Yeah, <laughs> like, of course I do. Mm-hmm. Like, why would you even oh. ask me? Uh, Yeah, so then cut to they go on. No, she comes to his place mm-hmm. for a dinner date mm-hmm. of some sort. <laughs> and she is dressed to the nines. Looks beautiful. Uh-huh. Got a little French roll. Girl, well, there were so many French dress. rolls in this like, movie. Don't you, don't you make me go get a French <laughs> roll. <laughs> so many French rolls. Oh, I remember those. Oh, I used to love it. Especially the one with the little uh, the bump at the top. Oh, Girl, yeah, bump that was so me cute. Nothing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But we digress. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so they're having their little dinner date. And, you know, of course, the dog is not there when she yes. asks. He got he had to go get groomed because he got a little grease on his coat. 
but who why your dog still at the vet though you know at, at nine, night right yeah, at, at nine, night, at night. <laughs> <laughs> and mm. i can't remember can you hear tisha campbell's character in the background yes here? because she's saying don't um don't, don't tr- fall for it girl mm-hmm. don't fall for it like she is just going off and i think before christy came they were having a little back and back forth. and forth mm-hmm. and that's when he was like i got a restraining order you stay on that side of the fence <laughs> restraining order i don't care Oh, I can't say it. (laughs) (laughs) So, again, he has a history of leaving damage in his wake. Mm -hmm. So then, okay, of course, him and Christy have their dinner and he's getting ready to. Here comes the like, I'm I'm getting ready to get her. Mm -hmm. So he's like, okay, well, you know, he drove. No, they rode a taxi because it's New York. Mm -hmm. So they had rode a taxi back to her place. Um, and he's doing this whole nine hard to get pretending to be hard to get that I've been hurt in the past and I don't, I'm just, I just can't, I'm not ready for this. I mean, putting on the little boy face (laughs) and the teary, like, (laughs) y'all and Christy falls for it. She falls so hard for it. You're just a scared little boy. It was y'all. It was so everything that i don't ever want to be as a woman right. like it, and i was it disgusted like, me when i heard her say that <laughs> this you're just a little boy that's trying to come out come on out what come on out, marcus <laughs> you can do it <laughs> i was so i was like really oh my god this is working it's, yes and then it makes me think back like did this kind of stuff ever work on me when i was young I no. surely hope not. I don't maybe not. So. Maybe not things like this, but something probably similar. Similar, because well, I think we all go to that gullible like, stage. God. So then here he mm. comes with the you know Boy Scout face, and he's all you know vulnerable and everything. And then she falls for it. So they then go to her apartment. They go to her apartment, and he's like, "Well, I'm gonna go." No, I can't come in. No, no, I shouldn't be in here. But y'all should you see how here. I'm looking at this mic. Like okay. it's him. <laughs> then it's but rewind oh more rewind y'all when you go into this girl's bedroom did you see the dolls and the, she, the stuffed yes. animals oh, everywhere yes. has, now yes. i'm i want i have uh stuffed animals because i collect them but they're not on my bed they i were, have a huge mickey mouse and a smaller one yeah. in the corner but they're not on my bed <laughs> no. they were everywhere like she had them on the wall she yeah. had she had a very childlike bedroom and it was kind of I didn't know if she was into that type of play power play with her her lover or if that's who she was or if she got you know daddy issues or what it was but I was like oh this ain't good because she kept telling him you get a gold star Marcus like she was very childlike it was almost like she was talking to him like she would talk to her dog Mm -hmm. oh wow yeah, you know, if you have a an animal, you tend to talk to them in that kind of motherese kind of way. Especially and you get a if you treat for uh-huh. being good. Especially if you have like a prim kind of dog, you know, something mm-hmm. like a Bichon, or you're probably not talking to a Rottweiler that way. I mean, mm-hmm. you can if you want to, but you, you know can. what? Where was her dog? <laughs> mm. They didn't put that in. They the... didn't put it in there like they were supposed to. Uh huh. But it's okay. Yeah, huh. that's interesting. Though. Deleted scenes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh. So, but I did recognize that because I was like, oh, that's a little weird. When I saw it, yeah. I was like, ugh, mm-hmm. that would have turned me all the way off. Mm-hmm. But anyway, he didn't care. He was like, be gentle. 
sure did. I was like, that's not weird. Mm-hmm. It right. was. <gasps> and then so she aggressively grabs him. Again. Yes, yanks him. That's why I said, I yeah. don't know if I feel like she was like a naive person. I feel like she knew what she was doing. This is just who she is. This is her role that she plays. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Possibly. Yeah. So then after they, you know, do their thing, he is laying in the bed with her and pulls the cover up <laughs> off to see what her feet look like. Because obviously he has a foot fetish. Mm-hmm. And she has... If these, I, I feel bad if these are actually Lila Rashawn's actual feet, but she has some hammer toes. And yes. that polish was chipped. Her polish was chipped. <laughs> no, nah, she had rubbed it off. That That's why you know her shoes was too small. And, uh, you know, a bunion <laughs> or so. Yeah. They uh, look bad, y'all. Yeah. They, I mean, they almost look like dancer feet. Mm. Yeah. yeah. I could see that. You know, mm-hmm. like ballerina, you know, their feet uh, mm-hmm. tend to be pretty gnarly sometimes. Um, so then he is immediately turned off because she's not perfect. <laughs> he tries to escape y'all out of the bed. <laughs> yeah, y'all see like that he, neck? <laughs> you know how when you lay in the bed and maybe y'all cuddling or whatever and <laughs> they laying, on, laying your arm. on your arm. So he he trying to get his arm out from under her neck and he just falls all out on the floor. Knocking makes stuff all, over. It was, y'all, it was hilarious. Yeah. And that was. That was hilarious. Yes. Yeah. So now he's got to get away from her. So now he's not interested anymore. So like Dr. Jones said, she's not perfect. So I don't want nothing to do with her no more. You know, she don't have pretty feet. Insert emotionally intelligent friend Mm -hmm. who's like, are you serious? That's why you're going to stop talking to her. You got to stop having all of these. um, Shallow. Shallow. Picky. He called him picky. That's what he Mm -hmm. called him. You know, this very limited criteria on what's acceptable to a woman and then insert emotionally unintelligent friend tyler you're not having sex with her feet man <laughs> yeah you <laughs> did say that it was a little expi- yeah. explicit because yeah. there's a famous line in there that we're not gonna say because we we don't want to get demonetized or anything and he's like Da-da. and it's like oh, okay that's what we're doing you just you just you just spelling out names of you know, mm-hmm. women's genitalia. That's what we doing now. Yeah, I was like, okay, that's how y'all do men. Okay, mm-hmm. okay. Yeah. Um. <laughs> there's so much going on in this movie. It's so, <laughs> it's so hilarious when you go back and look at it. Uh. So I think after that, were they in the gym at that time? That mm, that was breakfast. That was breakfast. Yeah. Okay. Uh huh. And then I think I the, think the next, next scene is Robin get when he sees Lady sees, Eloise and all of that. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot Lady Eloise. Oh yes. <laughs> Insert Lady Eloise. But one um thing that I wanted to kind of key in on as far as uh, Lila Rashawn's character, you know, as far as women overall, about us having like discernment, mm-hmm. you know. And being much more in tune with looking at men's behavior and how is that fitting with what I want? You know, am I compromising myself, my wants and desires in some sort of way Mm -hmm. um, in order to feel connected? Yeah. I think that goes along with people don't know how to date. When we date Mm -hmm. people, we tend to just date one person. Dating is you dating people to figure out what it is that you like, want, and see if whatever they bring to the table and what you bring to the table will match so that so that there's no compromising on each side. I mean, 
well, yeah, I'll say compromising because you don't know each other. You don't have to compromise mm-hmm. at that point. So you need to see that if if this person likes baseball and you don't like baseball, are you going to be OK with them going to baseball games without you? <laughs> mm-hmm. And or is he going to be OK with you not going to baseball and not liking baseball? Mm-hmm. And if are y'all going to be able to deal with that? And will that match at some point? Yeah. yeah. Something else that I was thinking was in the dating field arena whatever you want to call it all the focus is on the woman her Mm -hmm. focus is on how she has to show up his focus is on how she has to show up and there's not a lot of accountability for the man you know unless you got some bomb dudes your homeboys that's checking you Mm -hmm. um like maybe um gerard's character then you really don't you just do whatever you want to do yeah and then i also think it's a lot of focus on well what if he don't like me uh i agree yeah you know i do think there is a lot of focus on that but one thing that i i did appreciate kind of in gerard's character was that he was always holding marcus accountable about you know first of all you're looking for perfection and that is non-existent Mm -hmm. you know there's no person on the planet that's going to fit you know, a hundred percent of the check boxes that you've created. And then on top of that, the check boxes that you have, what, what value do they really bring to a relationship? Mm-hmm. You know, cause you're going to get old and that's, you know, that tight skin is going to become wrinkly at some point. People are going to gain weight. Hair right. color is going to change. Yeah. So all you're, you're seeking perfection for something that is going to evolve into something completely different. And then where are you going to be? Because you didn't build your foundation on something other than what your idea of a, a perfect mate was going to be. So then goes on to lady Eloise. (laughs) Love it. Earth the kit. Yes. Catwoman. Marcus. So she is the, we later learn that she is merely just a face for a, I guess, beauty brand mm-hmm. of mm-hmm. some sort. Kind of like, older now. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, the equivalent would be like Elizabeth Taylor and White Diamonds. Yeah, mm-hmm. don't run the company anymore at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just a face. Uh, and she, <laughs> she is a cougar. If there ever was a description for one, mm-hmm. uh, she was after him from the second she saw him. Yes, and you talking about sexual harassment, girl? That's what I said. I said, "Ooh, the lawsuit that would have been." <laughs> yes, had this been opposite genders, it'd have been something else happening. Oh my goodness! Mm-hmm. I mean, he went with it because he was trying to become, I think, was a director over marketing or something like that, VP yeah, or something. something like, yeah. And um, if anybody knows anything about Eartha Kitt, you know that she exudes sensuality and sexuality, and so that is exactly who she showed up she was a little cuckoo but that's who she was it everything she was like make sure he knows how to get to the lavender home like she's like very like okay I got this set up her I'm gonna say servants because that's really what they was to her they was even laughing like she about to get you dude (laughs) (laughs) another one bites the dust (laughs) exactly but there was there's a scene where they have eaten dinner at her her lavender home and um it's it's time for the show to start they about to you know <laughs> be intimate with one another 
And the dancer in me was like, yes, Eartha Kid, you better point your toes and <laughs> extend those. You, yes. I told the lady uh, earlier, I was like, you better develop pay. You better come on now and point them toes. Turnout was sick, y'all. <laughs> I know. I was impressed. Yeah, her, her legs are, yeah, they they was what they yeah. was. Mm-hmm. Man. So then, of course, Marcus, because, and I was talking with earlier the, uh, this morning with Dr. Jones about this. So Marcus was willing to sleep his way to the top. Yep. Which mm-hmm. is something that is usually frowned upon when women do it. Mm-hmm. But he was very much so like, look, I want marketing director. She want to get a little, you know, a little piece freaky. of this Kit Kat bar. And <laughs> <laughs> so let's do it. But he denied it all the time. Mm-hmm. Oh, of course. He did not. He's like, we don't know if that w- that's what really happened. But see, but you know what? That's, again, so different. Because people were laughing and joking at him about it. But had mm-hmm. it been a woman, oh, she would have been scrutinized. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And like I was saying earlier in this session, right after the scene with Lady Eloise and them sleeping together, he walks back through the um, the building. And you can see that he's a different man than he was at the beginning. Mm-hmm. So he's not as chipper. His, his step isn't as happy as it was in the first scene now it's a little bit lower and he's like man he's he's looking like kind of down like man i had to do that for this position i want and all of a sudden he pans to the right by the newsstand and in walks jacqueline aka robin Givens. (laughs) yeah and they did like the multi-camera pan on her hair's flip i know i was like (laughs) so y'all just had to make this real sexy (laughs) yes i mean she she cold yeah she is yeah and she still look like that yeah, she's beautiful. Mm-hmm. There's some of these actors. I'm like, what are you doing? They like, drinking ambrosia, <laughs> <laughs> the nectar of the gods. <laughs> Y'all, excuse me, the nerd just came out. <laughs> but yeah, enter Robin Gibbons' uh, character Jacqueline, and I have to low key say that I loved her character because. Mm-hmm. She was everything that he was and more. Yeah. Yeah. She was powerful. She invented it. <laughs> like it still was dysfunctional, but she invented yes. it. Like she was cold blooded with it. She was very upfront about certain things, but she did towards the end of the movie have some manipulation that she was doing in there. In the beginning, I feel like she just laid everything on the table. Yes. I feel like she was the, she gave him a piece of his own medicine. Yeah, for sure from the start mm-hmm. you know just in their interaction like you could see his confidence level dropping as she um kind of retorted back to him the same kind of pickup line that he was giving her mm-hmm. and the way she was walking around him and kind of you know uh giving him the up down mm-hmm. so you could see he was like hold on wait his Rose. game wasn't working mm-hmm. the flip the, fl- the roles flip and i think even in that first scene uh with them she was like, nah, does that work? Do you think that's going to work on me? And it was always this sparring um, between them. And I think he enjoyed that, but he didn't realize how toxic it was. Mm-hmm. Um, even when they got into the elevator and they were talking and he was like, yeah, I'm going to this floor too. I'm going to this too. And he was like, well, I can get you a job in this area once I make a VP or director or whatever it was. And she was like, 
oh, Lady Eloise already gave that to me because I'm already the in VP. The position. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. So it, his whole little spirit started going downhill from there. He didn't realize it though. Well, yeah. the thing is, I I think he realized at that point, like he just got played by Lady Eloise, and you about to get played by Robin Gibbons, sir. Yeah. That is true. The other thing I was thinking in that scene was about assumptions mm-hmm. like and lack of communication. So where did you so we've talked before about, you know, you get bite sized pieces of information and then you fill in a storyline for, you know, yourself. Mm-hmm. He filled in a storyline. Who told you where did you hear that you had secured the VP position or whatever mm-hmm. the position name actually is? But where did you hear that from other than? I've been working at this company and I've been doing well and you've been giving me praise, but how did that equate to you had secured that position for the merger? And that also goes to, he didn't research his comp, the company because he didn't even know that the lady didn't have lady Eloise didn't have any power anymore. True. And if you know anything about business, this is, you know, business one-on-one, the people who are acquiring the other business, the one that got bought out, they have no say so in the structure unless they specifically write it out and the lawyers sign on it. You have no say so in how the structure or the restructuring is going to look. And typically they always bring their people over at least for the first year Mm -hmm. so that the company is set up the way that they want it to be set up. So again, like Dr. Jones said, you didn't do your research. Mm -hmm. So congratulations. Yeah. You played yourself. And this is when Jack, this is probably the second time in that same scene that Jacqueline is schooling him about what the structure of Lady Eloise um, cosmetics or whatever it is, how it's set up, what her role is. She's just the face. She's special. The board of directors runs it. And right when she's saying all of this, Lady Eloise walks out and is like, Marcus. (laughs) And then she's like, I don't have any panties on. (laughs) And I was like, okay, okay. Commando, I see you. I see okay. you. <laughs> he told me some what? It's hot in here. <laughs> okay. Some people like to wear no draws. Oh, classic. <laughs> that is Such hilarious. Such a classic line right there. Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness. Lord help. <laughs> but but again, that was comical mm-hmm. because he was a man. Yes. Yeah. That would have been different. That would have looked totally different if if it was opposite genders mm-hmm. true and i think it was comical because he's a man and i also think it speaks to our lack of concern for how men feel oh mm-hmm. man that's really good you know because they laughed at his i'm not going to necessarily say pain because i don't know if it was pain in that sense Maybe but they like misfortune mm-hmm. you know, shame you know that we tend to downplay men's feelings which continues to kind of like exacerbate and you know, fuel that, Mm -hmm. that I just can't trust the world and I'm just not going to show anything. Mm -hmm. So then I'm just going to go out here and get mine and, you know, forget everybody else. Mm -hmm. You know, another part of that is, because I don't think we even thought about this when we were talking about it is the age difference and how in the black community you are taught, you respect your elders. Ooh, I hadn't thought about that. Because he never ratted her out. Not through the entire movie. He didn't. Mm -mm. Not one time. Hmm. That's you make a good point. Yeah. That's I an interesting point. Yeah. He's like, I, like I just, just learned something. Tell on my granny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, gosh. That's so, like, cover my eyes. <laughs> <laughs> I had my eyes open. I was like, okay. I know. I was just laughing the whole time. 
Uh, so then after this is the dinner party, the large, the ball, the, the, the ball, ball thing to bring Gala. Uh, Strong J out. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Introduce Strong J. Yeah. Uh, so this is enter Halle Berry's character. And mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Angela, I almost call it Algela. <laughs> Angela. Um, and they have this weird, awkward conversation that kind of seemed like foreshadowing to me, but she's like, well, uh, she says something about him wanting Jacqueline and, um, I remember it, but I didn't, I didn't really see it like that. I just felt like it was showing how intuitive she is to what's going on around her, which is in direct opposition of Marcus. Like, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And she was always very like, okay, well, what about this guys? Or what about this guy? Like she was, she's the creative of the, uh, the movie. Like she's Mm -hmm. the artsy person, but she also was very much paying attention to the individuals around her. I agree a hundred percent. The thing Mm -hmm. that I found awkward about it, that's literally your first time meeting him. And that's the conversation Mm -hmm. you've led with. Yeah. But I mean, he was staring at her. He was. (laughs) In that scene, he was looking at her like, "Mm." like he was one second away from biting his lip. (laughs) (laughs) He was trying to gobble that woman up. He was. Well, you know, to me, I I felt like Halle Berry, when her conversation with him, to me, indicated like, I know she would be your pick and not someone that looked like me. Because. I really get that. Because he. I can see that. mm Mm-hmm. Because he, he, like you said, he was like about to bite his lip looking at Robin Givens. Mm-hmm. But it, to me, it was like she was on a. She didn't meet his requirement standard, at yeah. the time. Right. She was super artsy, like super, like mm-hmm. the baggy clothes look. And if y'all know anything about the 90s, like you had kind of two types of dress. You either had like real baggy, kind of chill, like can mm-hmm. be ready for anything. And then you have the really tight kind of spandexy look even if it was business attire it was still kind of tight and so on one hand Jacqueline was super tight put together Mm -hmm. very prim and proper and then you have Angela who's very like baggy clothes very it's still very chic like I was like I need some of those outfits now okay but (laughs) she's complete opposite of what Marcus probably has envisioned for his perfect woman yeah, that was one of the things that I wrote down that he was so focused on how um, Jacqueline looked mm-hmm. and the the persona that she had mm-hmm. that he was overlooking the better option that was standing right next to him. Story of my life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So then, okay. So then Strange comes in with her, you know, big flamboyant self, chariot of uh-huh. white men. I know. I was going to say something about that. I was like, oh, she had a chariot of white men. And was whipping them. I was like, what's, yeah. what's the symbolism in that? I'd be interested. I yeah. don't even know. But, yeah. I did. but it was not black men like I would have expected it to mm-hmm. be. Mm-hmm. That that did kind of stand out to me a little bit. Yeah. Um, Blonde hair, blue eyed, white men. Oh, mm. see, I didn't see all that. I saw, but I, I mm, just saw the I skin. I saw the skin, yeah. But that is interesting that they would use that. Mm-hmm. You know, because isn't Grace Jones of African descent? I want to say so. Let me look that up right fast. You know, if we're going to go with the symbolism, you know, you know, going over the colonizer. And that, oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. You know? Yeah. 
I'm not sure. Especially because there was there were other racist uh, spots in the movie. In the movie, so that's that's interesting. Yeah. Okay, so according to the the Google machine, um, Grace Beverly Jones is Jamaican. Oh, mm. okay, okay. Yeah. So I don't know, like, if her roots are in Jamaica for a long period of time, or if maybe you know family migrated or everybody migrated in some form or way. We know that, but it doesn't say anything else gotcha. as far as that. Hmm. Okay, but I do think it was an interesting piece of the film. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then, so they introduce Strange, and you know they kind of break off into their their small little groups from there. Robin Givens goes upstairs for some reason or another mm-hmm. and is followed by Marcus. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but before that, he pawns Angela off to Gerard. That's right. He yeah. sets them up like y'all y'all look like y'all will, y'all need to get together. He did. Yes, he did. I totally forgot that. <laughs> I did too. That was so, their little meet and greet. Mm-hmm. So then he gets upstairs with Robin Gibbons and they're doing their cat and mouse thing that they do. Uh, and she is basically like, look, this ain't what you want. She tried to warn him. She, she, she had a lot of BDE. Y'all had to look that up. Cause I can't repeat it on, on, you know, the podcast, but she had a lot of BDE. <laughs> That's Bravo Delta echo. <laughs> uh so you know she was basically like look boy this ain't what you want like you're not ready for this because mm-hmm. you're gonna get your feelings hurt if you like, keep coming she even said when i seduce you you'll know i'm seducing you will like, know okay, it come on <laughs> i like it mm-hmm. and he's like please madam i'm, I'm <laughs> come get me i'm ready <laughs> i'm 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 trying to show you <laughs> yeah i feel like that was the official switch like mm-hmm. i think at first it was just like okay i see i see what you're saying girl i, I hear you and then like at that moment it was like My power change mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. Uh, so let's see uh so then they have a scene in a in the boardroom mm-hmm. and I was thinking, so they have the video with Strange and uh, <laughs> that is a complete debacle. <laughs> that's yeah. the one is that that one with the uh uh-uh, uh that's later. That's when he's super depressed. It's something. What is no? It's the one where uh, she had on the black and the chemist. She was trying to smell it. Oh yes, that's right. And she she had on her domination. She rubbed yeah. her underwear all over his yeah. face. That's right. She he was trying to. The black chemist was trying to say, this smells really good. And it probably did. He was like, it tested really well. The audience liked it. And she was like, I don't like it. I want it to smell like sex or something like that. He's, I can't remember exactly. But then she took her thong off in the middle of the boardroom, put it on his face and just rubbed it on either side of his nostrils. And he was like Get freaking out of me. and ran out. <laughs> of the boardroom and Marcus followed behind and was able to bring him back but Strong J is extra but for that conversation I don't know how he was able to bring him back yeah cause he didn't really say nothing run time <laughs> mm. <laughs> they said look keep it short right we um, got a movie <laughs> uh, 
Yeah, because I didn't understand how he brought him back with that conversation. It's probably the relationship. That's what I'm thinking. Mm-hmm. Maybe, yeah. You know what I mean? How you can just come on now. Don't be like that. Come on back. That's like, what, I'll get it for you. Yeah. So then <laughs> they're like, no, this is not going to work. We're going to, you know, go with a different idea. We're going to call the perfume Stranger because she had a whole list of highly inappropriate names <laughs> like afterbirth metal vagina like yeah. it was <laughs> it was ridiculous it was like weird. who was no getting one, ready to call this perfume that no one's gonna buy but no at no. all no no so then they uh marcus suggests that him and jacqueline have a work dinner yes oh, yeah this is like the date montage it's like marcus and jacqueline and then gerard and uh, angela, angela. Mm-hmm. um and i did think this was probably one of the few statements i thought that marcus made that made sense and was slightly um i don't want to say intelligent because that's not what i mean but like aware so he said that if we were both men that no one would be thinking about us. Like it wouldn't be an issue to have a work dinner. Mm -hmm. It's only the reason that you're a woman that you're saying, even though his intentions, you know, he did have ulterior motives. Right. However, I did think that he made a a valid point there that we don't think really anything of same sex dinner work dinners, Mm -mm. but just because you're in a same sex work dinner don't mean that person ain't still trying to get at you. So, but even though I did think that that was a valid point that he made. Yeah. I agree. Uh, so, of course, manipulation again ensues <laughs> on yes. Marcus's part. Because mm-hmm. uh, this is where he takes a little while to open the door, doesn't he? Yes, he let it ring like three times. He start, he started running, jogging to get to the door. And mm-hmm. then he was like, wait a minute, wait, whoa, whoa. I'm about Hold to on. lose my player card. Uh-huh. <laughs> he was like, oh, I'm getting ready to be sprung real quick. Oh, oh. Mm-hmm. I almost caught myself. Lord, Lord. Uh, so then he lets the door ring way too long because I'd have been gone. Um, and as she's walking away, of course, he opens the door and, and gives the, uh, I was asleep. And I he, was like, who fell or, for no, that? No, I laid down for a nap or something like that. Yeah. I was like, who fell for that? Because you fell asleep in your all your clothes? Your nice unwrinkled <laughs> clothes. Right. Okay. Right. <laughs> you in a suit. Yes. With a whole jacket. And then she, well, not she, he allows her to kind of come into the house and have kind of free reign, which we have never seen that before in the date that we've seen previously. And so she's wandering around and all of a sudden he hears that neighbor, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> which is Yvonne played by Tisha Campbell Martin. And she out there telling me, yes, girl, and you, we got to stick together and such and <laughs> such and such. And like, she is going in and, Jacqueline is eating it up because she's like, oh, really? Mm-hmm. Oh, Because re- she's already peeped game. She already knows right. what mm-hmm. the deal is going to be. Right. Yeah, when she came over there, she knew what it was going to be. Mm-hmm. It's well, casual. she knew what he thought it was going to be. That's better. Yes. yes. Oh, because she clearly ran that date. Exactly. What no romance. She was like, you know, I'm really not focused. She wasn't even paying attention. Can we go <laughs> to the to the living room? Because the game is on. The Bulls are playing. And I want, And he was like, well, okay then. What I was telling <laughs> Dr. Jones this morning, I said she went into cool girl vibe, mm-hmm. which under normal circumstances, men love the cool girl. Yep. They love the woman that can play video games, that knows about sports, drinks, you know, does that whole nine. However, that's not the one type of woman that Marcus Mm-mm. wanted. He wanted the high power, super attractive, overly confident, 
basically the male he thought he wanted the male version of him i mean excuse me mm -mm, female version of himself that's exactly what he got Mm -hmm. Uh (laughs) uh-huh but then she started being that way and he was like oh hold on like she into sports because she done asked this man to bring her a beer back like he like like stereotypical like homeboy or like you the the woman (laughs) Mm -hmm. because that's you know that's some stereotypical like misogynistic stuff like yo can you give me a beer you going in you going in the and he was like yeah. Mm-hmm. And I was saying that he started pouting because he wasn't used to being treated like a woman. Mm-hmm. He was getting his own treatment back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because he's always used to being the dominant one and you will never get a chance to hurt me mm-hmm. because I do, you know, the hurting or the dumping or the whatever. Uh, so I don't have to deal with any of those emotions. But, you know, she was giving it to him. Yep. Good. Mm-hmm. Um. But on the flip side, that same night, uh, Gerard and Angela were having their date. Mm-hmm. And it was just an awkward mess. They didn't even get to eat because Gerard refused to make a decision. So he's very indecisive. He would rather have the woman lead him. Uh, one of the things I kept thinking about, just because I knew the movie, was these two dates are so mismatched. Mm-hmm. so mismatched like they are not with the person that they are supposed to be not that gerard should be with jacqueline because she'd eat that pole man alive but but he may like that he he might you know power play and she may like him <laughs> <laughs> right he wants she wants a yes man mm-hmm. and he wants to be a yes man yeah yeah but you could definitely see that hallie was not getting her needs met in that one date and you could see that um marcus wasn't getting his needs met it was just like it was like pulling teeth and you, it makes you wonder why would you want to continue that? Yeah. Because Holly mm-hmm. Berry went out with them again. Like they had multiple yeah. dates. And so it was like, like you said, her needs weren't being met and you could clearly see that he was going to be in friend zone. Clearly. Mm-hmm. They tried to kiss and everything. He kissed the nose. They counted down and he still kissed the nose. Yeah. I was oh, like, Oh, cringe. I was like, Gerard, you're not going to get her. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. You're going to lose. <laughs> you're an awkward man i wish they would have had some additional scenes showing and they may be in deleted scenes you know but uh showing gerard and angela's interaction because mm-hmm. i'm i don't know if he fully understood that he was in the friend zone mm-hmm. just based off some of the mm-hmm. later scenes yeah you know that we'll get to i think he knew at the end because i think that he had said that they had made had a conversation at least by Thanksgiving. They both knew that they were just friends, but I think it still was blurred lines, you know, mm-hmm. yeah. mixed messages. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So then, um, the next scene is they are at the gym. Yeah. <laughs> oh, this was hilarious. Oh my God. And Marcus is kind of going through his escapades with Jacqueline and of course gerard is giving him a lot no they're giving gerard a lot of grief yeah about not sleeping with angela uh and he's talking about you know he wants to get to know her and Mm -hmm. he wants to take things slowly to you know see if they're interested in one another i think this is one of like the first times where we see where if a woman does not is not a it's not quick to have sex with you you're automatically labeled as gay. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's what they said. Mm-hmm. She, if she don't want to have sex, she must be a lesbian mm-hmm. or she just didn't want to have sex with you. Right. Because mm-hmm. it's my boundaries and I'm okay with that. It's called consent. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, um, but Jacqueline also hadn't slept with him either. No, none so, of that had happened. You know, and I, the thing that kind of got highlighted for me was the idea of like women as a conquest. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So now, oh, you didn't sleep with me. So now I really got to go hard and yeah. really try. He said it's just, it'll happen. It's just going to take a little bit more time. A few mm-hmm. more weeks. And I think even Boney T, which is Chris Rock's character, had asked them, well, how long is it going to take you? We got a bet going and all this other kind of stuff. A week or three days. Uh-huh. No, not you, Marcus. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and there was something else. Me as a sex therapist that I can really appreciate is they talked, even though it was in a joking manner, they talked about men's genitalia and function because Gerard obviously had yeah, some yeah. type of, I don't know if it was arousal disorder or erectile dysfunction or something like that. Yeah, but low he, sperm count. Uh, yeah, lo- low sperm count. But he had some stuff mm-hmm. not right. And it wasn't talked about in a great way, but typically that's not something you're going to see black men talk about. Because no. usually your homeboy's not going to know. Nah. No. Well, you know, we're of course, we're not men, so we know we can't speak for men. But in a general sense, you know, that's a blow to manhood. Just mm-hmm. the same way for women, you know, some women feel like if they cannot have babies, mm-hmm. that that is a blow to their womanhood. You know, for some men, having a low sperm count or having any type of erectile issue is going to be a threat to their manhood. Mm-hmm. And now that my friends know that, Mm-hmm. Yeah. come on talk about exposure yeah see but again that's emotionally intelligent mm-hmm. because you are self-aware enough to be able to you know know that you can't handle the, all of that news that information on your own i need mm-hmm. someone to support me and help me get through this information that i just gained about myself whenever he got the diagnosis yeah mm-hmm. and in that scene we also learned that this is where we learned that gerard had had um his heart broken horribly been cheated on like it was one of those serious situations and mm-hmm. he like he was about to break down and cry while they was talking about it so you could tell that he really was not over they was rolling i'm gonna uh, him up i'm gonna him up <laughs> <laughs> oh tyler was always in trouble but that's the character that martin played back in that era yeah mm-hmm so then I think, uh, so they're getting ready to go to New Orleans mm-hmm. after that. So they're, they're on, uh, Marcus, Angela, a- Angela uh-huh, and was, yeah. Jacqueline, but you didn't yeah, see Yeah, but Jacqueline it. wasn't on the, either she wasn't on the same plane or she wasn't in that area. In that area. She probably flew early knowing her. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you see Marcus and Angela on the plane talking with one another about, you know, him, finding her attractive uh-huh. well finding Jacqueline attractive yes. um and kind of him pursuing her and all these other you know kinds of things and to me this is when Hailey Berry was again to in my opinion prying and and to fishing again, fishing and prying and and sh- saying to herself <laughs> that she's not to, to his standards because to me I I thought it was clear in my eyesight that she was attracted to him from the beginning yeah it was like a low-key pick me yeah i'm gonna have to disagree but that's okay no i didn't get it i didn't get that at all just because i felt like 
yeah, she was attracted to him. So I'm not saying that, but I'm saying like she could tell that her boss, which is Jacqueline, was attracted to her peer, which is Marcus. And so she kept trying to put them together. Like, cause even in that scene, she was like, well, this is the uh, place for romance and jazz and this and this and that. So you should take her to this place. Like she was always trying to get him to get his act together instead of being so not Marcus. But you know, that's, that's Mm. to me, that's what women do when I really want you to take me. That's what I was thinking. Mm. I'd be different, y'all. So I don't, I don't have no but I can, frame I think of both, for it. I think yeah. both points are valid. About it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if the point that I think that she was maybe low key saying pick me is because I know the trajectory of the movie already. Okay. You know yeah, what I'm saying? That's if true. If I was seeing it for the first time, I don't I know would, if I would have thought that, that way. That is true, too. So, you know, there may be some kind of bias there because I already gotcha. know what's going to happen. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, it could be very well be true mm-hmm. um, that the intent was in reality that she was just like hey well if you really want to get in there you know this is how you can get in there because i think i would have had a different perspective if everybody that was in contact with angela wasn't saying how nice of a person she was how Mm. kind-hearted she was how much she went outside of you know herself to help people her volunteer efforts so that's kind of my backstory that i'm looking at gotcha yeah makes sense so i think we're we're agreeing uh-huh. but we're looking at it from two different eyes two different perspectives mm-hmm. just because of like you said probably because we know what's gonna happen yeah <laughs> so then they get to new orleans and i think the very next scene is them at some sort of club mm-hmm. of some sort jacqueline and marcus are you know dancing all over each other well marcus is dancing all over her yes, yes. to the zydeco yes, yes. <laughs> he is dancing all over her um mm. and then he starts to become frisky yeah vulgar and, <laughs> and i think this is where jacqueline was like oh no 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 i need to exert my power and control back because she immediately stops, stops mm-hmm. and, and says let's check. get let's go mm-hmm. i think we need to leave um and also she does she had already said on that balcony at the ball that she doesn't mix business and pleasure and she doesn't like to do stuff public mm-hmm mm. Yeah, I didn't hear the public part, but I remember the other part. Okay, I didn't. Okay, so then they go back to the hotel room, and then who knows if Marcus's key really did or didn't work in his door? But he, <laughs> I don't, I don't I even feel like want to believe him. I feel like it was because he was looking really dejected. Like he wasn't looking like his Playboy <laughs> dejected. He was looking like, man, I messed this up again. No, I'm good. You know, you know, y'all mm-hmm. know how yeah. when that bruised ego come up. No, I said I got it. Uh-huh. <laughs> don't don't come up i got it yeah yeah so then she's like got him mm-hmm. yep <laughs> and she's smiling y'all mm-hmm. yeah so then here comes Ooh. the black widow and she gets him but it was on her terms exactly y'all she told Inserted that power this is the lower level version but she told that man up she rolled him into oblivion okay <laughs> I, I was said, like, oh, when, what I wrote down, oh. what I wrote down, I said, boy, she turned him out all the way <laughs> quick <laughs> in yes. that one time. <laughs> yes, it gets worse, but yeah. Yeah. it does get worse. <sighs> so, of course, they sleep together. And why is he always waking up in the middle of the night? I need you to take some sleep aids so you can sleep through the night. Got to work on his nighttime routine. <laughs> <laughs> Google sleep hygiene. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Uh, so then he does the same thing in this scene that he did with Christy is he pulls the sheets back to look at her toes to see if they are perfect, perfect. 
and she has acceptable feet. So they were now, beautiful. So now he feel like jackpot. I mean, it's like if it was a cartoon, it would have been all kind of fireworks yeah. and bling, 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 bling is going around. Cause he, eyes. Okay. Heart. <laughs> boom, 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 boom. I mean, it would have been definitely going because he thought he, he was like, this is it. Yeah. I found the one. I, I'm good. But he didn't pay attention to no other signs. Like something that I talk about with the client, my clients are, you need to be paying attention to red, orange, and yellow flags. And he paid attention to none. He's just like, oh, her feet go together. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's mine. We go together now. Okay. Yeah. He did not pay attention to her desire, what her what her want was she she wanted casual yes she did not mm-hmm. want anything committed or a relationship and the 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 fact that she did this casual thing with someone at her job when she already said i don't do this with people at my job yeah she's she said and this comes up in the next scene but she was talking about like i want to be able to take it slow <laughs> she said you're not getting serious on me are you <laughs> Y'all, he folded his arms up so quick. No, no, what? <laughs> yes, the answer was yes, Marcus. Yes, you are serious. Yeah, because, you in love, bro. Because he called her baby, but she did call him honey. Mm-hmm. I, I believe a whole bunch of terms of endearment were said. <laughs> in that round of goodness. Yes. <laughs> but when he's, man, I felt so bad for him when he went back to his office. And he was waiting on that phone call. Girl. And then they said, can we pencil you in? For three weeks three later. Three weeks later. And she not can we put you on the schedule. No. Can we pencil, pencil. you in? That Which can means be erased. You, I couldn't get it out fast enough. Because <laughs> you're not an MNF in factor. Like that's okay. really what it was. Wow. Like you're non-important. You know what I mean? Um, before that scene, because I, jump, I made us jump ahead. I'm sorry, y'all the boys get together and shop oh, oh yeah and i it's think that's racial in, yeah <laughs> <laughs> and they're talking about the experience like it's finally happened and he marcus is talking about how i think i'm in love like i think she the one i think she gonna what's his last name graham or grant or something graham mm-hmm. graham mm-hmm. i think she gonna get my last name and all this other kind of stuff meanwhile they're in an expensive store and they are being racially profiled by the person and he's like we don't carry any cash (laughs) (laughs) and Um, we don't have layaway we don't have a layaway and then marcus being who he is he was just all calm and cool he was like y'all let's go and so he gets out like like listen to me y'all and then he screams at the guy see scared for no reason just think black people gonna hurt him it just don't make no sense and then they walk off and then we go into the next scene with jacqueline and angela in the office talking about marcus oh yeah. Oh, yeah, Yeah. yeah yeah And that's when Angela learns that she slept with Marcus. Mm-hmm. But in the store, when he was talking about uh, robbing give, givings to his boys, Gerard was like, oh, what? She got nice feet. Yep. <laughs> that must be a thing for him. It had to have been. Yeah, because like, that's it, his boys wouldn't have brought it up if it wasn't common. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. So then, you, yes, you're correct, though, Dr. Walls. So Angela and Jacqueline are talking about Marcus. And she basically tells Angela, like, well, whatever you've heard about him, 
is true. I can confirm it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Girl. <laughs> and so he walks in as they're talking about him. And oh, he got the big head now because he think he done laid it down. <laughs> Not knowing, boy, you got laid down. His, his, as my mama would say, his nostrils was wide open. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You're smelling yourself. <laughs> he was so possessive and like kissing all over her. And I'm like, y'all are, even if y'all were a married couple, y'all are in, at work. work. Y'all mm-hmm. are at, y'all are right below the, um, the board of directors as far as like importance in the company. Y'all need to calm down. Like mm-hmm. this is a lot happening. Oh yeah. Yeah. But you could tell that she was uncomfortable. Yeah. You know, cause I mean, she was doing, y'all remember uh Pepe Le Pew? And <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I mean, she was like, get off me. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so you could tell she was uncomfortable and like, look, and like you were saying, we are at work, you know, mm-hmm. I need you to stop. And then that's when the, the rest of the scene plays out where, you know, she's like, basically, you know, I'll call you. And then he's she waiting by the phone. boundaries, but she was playing the game, man. She was, she was playing chess while he was playing checkers. Exactly. <laughs> like wow. you out of your league, bro. <laughs> and she's showing you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I think then from there, they jump forward <laughs> two to three weeks later mm-hmm. where oh, yeah. they were supposed to go on their next date and, and all of that next but that didn't. did they have a first well they, i know the little basketball well, scene one but that the thing that he suggested <laughs> the, yeah. the co-workers eating dinner mm-hmm. that didn't work out and then the the dinner and which turned into sex mm-hmm. and then now they're supposed to be going i think it was some theaters yeah. yeah some sort some of concert show. a theater them show, 200 dollar like ticket <laughs> yes. um because she didn't show up at all she I don't know where this woman was, but she didn't call. She didn't show up. She said she was at a meeting, a meeting that ran over. That, that's and what she said. Just imagine this is before the days of cell phones. So like you have no way to contact this person. But did y'all realize that he called all of the excuses that he had made to other women? Uh-huh. Like, the uh, you know, he was like, I thought you was in a car accident. It could have been a pile up. And those yeah. were the excuses that His he had excuses. given other women. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, she had time to call him because even though we didn't have cell phones like that, except for those big, huge ones that nobody was carrying around. <laughs> right. He's in New York. So he is the latest time zone in the United States. She was not in the Eastern time zone. She was somewhere like Arizona or something like that. I can't remember the exact place. So I was just like, oh, she good. She real good. <laughs> mm-hmm. so she was like um so he of course is like flipping out on her like you know you didn't you're being inconsiderate and you know she again she's playing the game she's already again she playing chess and he playing checkers so she was already ready she knew he was gonna be upset so let me go ahead and calm him down in the way that i know how or i know the way that he wants me to calm him down yes Mm -hmm. yes so then comes a classic scene where she, you know, has on her trench coat. Mm. Y'all, is that when the trench coat and underwear and red pumps came from? I think so. Yeah. Well, for black people, I think so. Because I can't think of another mm. movie where black that. cinema movie where it's like that. Me yeah. neither. I mean, it's it's a lovely mm, gesture. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, look, because nowadays, who out here wearing a trench coat? 
No, well, people that's killing folks. But um, <laughs> and then even after she did that, before he had fully forgiven her, she was like, "Well, I'll go playing mm. that game." And he was like, "No, no, no, no," because he remember he did that to Christy uh-huh. in the beginning. No, I can't. And this is the first time I think his sort of mm, emotional intelligence growth was trying to come in because mm-hmm, he was like, you know, mm-hmm. I'm tripping. I, you know, I'm hyper emotional right now. So let me yeah. just calm down. But she forced that out of him, not, you know, trying to, but because of, okay, I, you, I'll go. Then he had to backtrack mm-hmm. to get her to Cause, stay. Cause I don't really want you to go. Exactly. And I want you to take that trench coat off. And I want to, I don't remember what color her clothes was, was it green or whatever, but Robin was in there. I know. I was like, oh, she got a six pack. I was like, I got to get my life together. All the way. (laughs) So, Lord. She was probably in her late 20s, if not 30s then. She was probably our age. I'm like, (laughs) Jesus. And she was looking like that. But you got to remember, she also is a celebrity and can afford to eat good. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But she also was, her body is her craft. And she was at one point married to Mike Tyson. So, they was going to be a fit couple true yeah because there might have been when she was married to him mm-hmm. during I that time so. okay so <sighs> she turns him out again y'all toes curled this time toes curled don't touch me it's sucking on you stone. exactly what i was getting ready to <laughs> say gonna say it gonna say it he <laughs> could not even let this woman kiss him no. <laughs> no, 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 don't, 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 he didn't even want her to talk. You know what you did. You know what you did. I was like, oh, okay. And she's smiling the whole time. Like she, she knew she had that man moving. Like <laughs> trying to be as clean as possible. Yeah. She was on top, but she had that man moving. It was hilarious. It was. I was like, okay, <laughs> okay. Ride off into the sunset. Go okay. on and get you. Because he had did the thumbs up with both of his toes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and then sucked his thumb. Uh-huh. <laughs> He's talking about, I need to go call my mama. <laughs> this that is just was, too much going on. That was hilarious. See, that's why we said that this is this movie is comical. Mm-hmm. It's very comical. It is. And then, man, back that backdoor that with, he immediately felt cheap afterwards. Cause she had left that money on the table for them tickets. But this was the first night that he had went to sleep and didn't wake up in the middle of the night, in the middle of the night. And she woke up and mm-hmm. when he, I guess felt her presence over him. Um, she had put her trench coat or her, her, her negligee and her trench coat back Not on negligee. Yes. When had to take it back. Heard that word. The nineties. So <laughs> yes, had, had to bring it back. And then she was like, yeah, I got to go. I have a meeting early in the morning. He's like, so you're not going to stay? And then he pulls the blanket up around his his man breasts. And, <laughs> <laughs> and it's looking all sad. And he uh, looked at that nightstand and saw that money. That $200. Them that eyes got big. <laughs> I feel so bad for him. I said, oh, he feels so cheap now. Oh, yes. Lord. That was, that was the beginning of the end right there. Mm-hmm. Because he knew, he knew in that moment that she, she was him. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes, that is. And it. that there's nothing that I can do to get, that these roles will not be reversed. Even mm-hmm. though they ended up being at the very, very end. But still, mm-hmm. in that moment, he was like, yeah, that's it. 
See, and that's the thing when you, Dr. Strickland and I were speaking earlier, we were talking about how he thought he wanted someone with power. Mm-hmm. But when he got that, mm-hmm. he couldn't handle it. Yeah. Agreed. Mm. That ego was bruised. And I was thinking about, you know, I don't know if he would be diagnosable as a narcissist. I don't know if he was quite to that level. However, it may, it did put me in the mind of uh, how narcissists act once their ego has been bruised, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know, how they become depressed and sullen. And, you know, they, they almost, they're already unbearable to begin with, but they're even more so unbearable once their ego has been bruised. Mm -hmm. Yes. He he was a definite F boy. Oh yeah. Yeah. Like through and through. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. All he needed was some skinny jeans and some Jordans. <laughs> <laughs> and a fanny pack across his body. <laughs> oh, Lord. Not the fanny pack. They be yes. rocking that now. It don't even matter how old they are. I'll be like, who dressed y'all? Why are y'all reverting? Like, but why they making the clothes like that, though? Why they buying them? That's the better question. Because <laughs> <laughs> there's a whole bunch of garbage out there, but you ain't got to buy it. Mm-mm. Oh. So then after this, is it the dinner party scene with uh, John Witherspoon and... No, no, no. Wait, is it? No, it's the dinner party with Stranger. Okay. Because like I said, this is <laughs> oh, the beginning yeah. of the end. Yes. Yeah. Okay, so he's at... Uh, so it's Angela... No, excuse me. Jacqueline, Marcus, and Stranger all at dinner. And they're talking about the launch and where they're going to go to film the mm-hmm. ad and things like that. Mm-hmm. And you can tell Strange is not feeling what they are bringing. Mm-mm. And she's kind of in her feelings for, as we will learn in a minute, a different reason. <laughs> uh, so Marcus kind of hints at Jacqueline, like, Hey, Hey, like, give me her, give me an, a Strange a second. And then Strange just lets it loose. Now, I wish we could be explicit on here because I would go into all the details of what she said and did. But for our uh, interns that are going to go watch the film, you will know what we're talking about. Yeah. Uh, so she basically was like, boy, come get this and yeah. you know you want it. Can't uh, nobody turn it down. Yeah, she was. <laughs> she, she looks at this man and said, so when am I going to F? What? And Mar- that's what Marcus face was looking like. What are you talking about? Well, Lady Eloise got some. Jacqueline got some. He's like, where did you hear that from? Jacqueline. She told me. <laughs> and so. No, she said, Jacqueline told me you really know how to move your. Behind. Tight behind. <laughs> and so then she proceeds to hike her leg up and says, you can't turn down this P word. Because like we said, we, we're editing this out. Um <laughs> And is screaming at the top of her lungs in this five star restaurant, and everybody's like, <gasps> "Yes." <And> he said, <laughs> she said, "She said, what are you gay?" He said, "Yes, I'm gay." <laughs> <laughs> I think though that goes back to what you said a little bit earlier that if I don't want to have sex with you, then you must be gay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because yeah. I can't just not want to sleep with you. Yeah, because that would be too much. Like, right? Mm. That was so then she throws her little hissy fit and runs out of the restaurant gets in the uh, limo I'm assuming that's what that was uh, and and uh, J- excuse me Jacqueline. Jacqueline comes back and has to smooth the situation over um, and then Marcus is still in his feelings 
as he should be you know he's <laughs> like why are you out here you know got the the, got our business the loose out the lips and you're telling all of our business out here in these streets <laughs> uh so she's like basically Jacqueline's like i mean what's the big deal yeah like i don't understand like what are you upset about like get over it I my said, stomach hurt you i mad? said good things about you you right. should be happy right mm-hmm. um so then you know he's in the fields and basically tells her like i'm not i don't like this i'm uncomfortable you know this is frustrating and i don't know if i can do this and then jacqueline's like okay well we're done simple as that cold-blooded walks off and get her own taxi and didn't turn back at all because you know usually in the movies they do the turn back to like you gonna come after me right Nah, she didn't care one way or the other she probably had a whole harem of men mm-hmm yep she was like you like number seven lady eloise in the making <laughs> <laughs> that that's yeah uh-huh. <laughs> she a little puma right now she ain't yeah. quite gotten up <laughs> uh but so she was like okay so we done all right i'm whatever and marcus is feeling some kind of way now he's just standing on the street about to cry mm-hmm. and then he finally you know mm. kind of leaves off um from there and what's the next scene after that we the go next, back to the office the office the next walkthrough of the building oh, this is so inappropriate and he yes. is crushed you can tell he got a whole funk depression all over him mm-hmm. um bony t is talking to him from the top of the stairwell mind you so you everybody let that in woman the- mess you up like that you marcus how everybody in the office know? Everybody. Jacqueline. I know, yes. <laughs> but that's so inappropriate. I don't know what her last name was, but Jacqueline Loose Lips. <laughs> yes. Yeah. All the women were talking. And what makes it even worse is that as he's walking the floor where everybody has their cubicles, mm-hmm. all the women are gathered in a circle with Jacqueline in the center talking about Marcus. And, and like giggling. Shh, 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 shh. And start telling uh, Jacqueline to be quiet. And she turns around like, good morning, Marcus. Boy, she was cold-blooded. She was. And when I say they was laughing. Yes. It was like yes. that silence. And then it's like, soon as you're out of field view, immediate eruption in laughter. And even the lady coming down the stairs. First of all, you wasn't even part of that little gaggle of <laughs> women that was there. How are you already laughing? Are you just coming down the stairs? Because she already knew. I was like, boy, he couldn't. Like, I'm trying to, like, did you send an e? Well, it wasn't email then. It would have been an email, yeah. They had computers. I forgot. It's AOL, right? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Instant message. Yeah. Did you send an email out that this was going on? It was in the monthly newsletter. (laughs) Apparently, because I'm like, they sure found out quick. Mm -hmm. Well, his little spirit was definitely crushed because when he went to that meeting um, that morning with, uh, is his name the guy that um did the that was extra nasty oh yeah nelson nelson he was like nelson you can have it and um halle berry's character uh angela's like what she's looking at him like don't give it to nelson but he gave the entire strange account over Mm -hmm. to nelson which you already know this is about to end in disaster because this almost got him fired yeah yeah and um even though the video the ad that he created it fits strange perfectly it did 
but that tell just, you how off his game was. And that's something that Angela tried to go talk to Jacqueline about later that day was like, Hey, is everything okay with you? And Marcus, mm-hmm. because it's affecting his job. She said, whatever you're doing to Stop him. Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> and then she was like, what I'm doing. Yeah. Okay. Sounds like you're a little bit too much invested in what's going on. But I, in that instance, I do have to give it to Angela because I was like, I'm not trying to lose this account. You messing with my money. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, I like that about that. that too. Yeah. I agree. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But needless to say, it did mess with him. <laughs> it did. <laughs> he got suspended. Maybe you should take some time off. <laughs> and then he walked. He was like, okay. And the way he walked out of there. Mm-hmm. Pouting. Couldn't no open the door. <laughs> I know. I said he had them arms folded. Oh. He was walking right stiff. <laughs> Y'all, that video was atrocious. Like, it was, oh, it was so bad. It was like, what was the slogan? Stink so good. Oh, it was bad. <laughs> I was like. Okay, she giving birth to a bottle of perfume in the jungle with a, a twig skirt on. It was a lot going on. Y'all. Yes. Yeah. Mm. But it fit her so well. It did. It did. Which but is it odd. Was inappropriate. Yes. <laughs> so then after that is. It's kind of like his lost depression oh, yeah. mm-hmm. weeks and stuff like that. And, and then is Angela this when came she, and got him and took him to the kids. To the kids. Yeah, the babies. Yeah. Kenny and Kanye. Mm-hmm. Miss Sassy, because mm-hmm. so. I don't want them in the bowl. Like she was so <laughs> extra, y'all. Yeah. So I think that that was kind of a little bit of a pick me up for him, you know, support from a friend, mm-hmm. um, and his initial introduction into seeing seeing Angela. Yeah. And also not to be so focused on himself, and mm-hmm. to kind of restructure like what's most important and you know working with inner city youth is going to definitely have your mind in a different place than okay this is what's happening to me no it's other stuff that's more important and people need what you have to offer without it costing them something Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. did we skip the dinner scene with the parents no that's That's next next. okay after the scene with him her taking him to the meet the kids Uh uh-huh so now's the dinner scene (laughs) with thanksgiving yeah with gerard's parents wait a minute i think that came before because after the kids Mm -mm. she said i have a um a a idea for the strange ad and she and that's when they went back to the office Uh uh-uh it's it's more okay yeah either way we got two different things to talk about Mm -hmm. (laughs) uh so then the dinner scene with gerard's parents and (laughs) <laughs> they are a piece of work mm-hmm. uh i love this par- portions of this scene with uh john with a spoon who i cannot remember the father's name mr jackson oh so that's all they called him was mr jackson and mm-hmm. mr jackson uh-huh. mm-hmm. um so his parents uh, so <laughs> coordinate yeah coordinate. It's, it's almost even hard to get it out because it's so much going on but you can tell that marcus uh plays into like the father's kind of quirk, quirkiness mm-hmm. yeah his kind of personality and he's really kind of you know kind of joshing gerard <laughs> a little bit about how <laughs> eccentric his father is because he has on a mushroom shirt. 
a mushroom-lined belt, and the inside of his blazer got mushroom. is mushroom. Because <laughs> what reason? You got to coordinate. <laughs> <laughs> coordinate. Uh, so then... Um, Don't forget his mama now. She brought that whole trough of chitlins. Oh, <laughs> mm, she did. Got to pull the membrane off them and then they don't stink. That's what she said in the movie. In the movie. Mm. Uh, so there, of course, I'm like, why are y'all, first of all, you decked out in like full on like church clothes and you about to cook some chitlins? Yeah. I feel like they was already cooked. I, I hope. hope. Mm. Cause I they, think they that were warming them up. That would have been, woo, that would have been a long situation. Yeah. yeah, it was bad. Uh, so then they're actually eating mm-hmm. and <laughs> Mr. Jackson is basically asking Gerard like, okay, so what's going on with you and Miss Angela over here? Yeah. Uh, putting him on the spot and making the situation really awkward because uh, he like y'all friends <laughs> what's that you need to be bang 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 <laughs> <laughs> and then the mama's like okay you know like don't, calm down they don't told, do that. leave them alone they told you they're just friends yeah. and i think uh mr jackson was like that's why i told you and i take that let that boy go to private school oh and his mama was like she looked like one of marcus girls <laughs> oh yeah that now was that's awkward. some foreshadowing right there mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it was because everybody was like huh uh and this was the scene where i started to wonder had gerard and angela really had a conversation about were they just friends because he seemed to feel some kind of way mm-hmm. uh, at the dinner yeah and i was like man i wish they would have showed some more scenes with them yeah to see how their non-relationship developed and if they would have had any conversations on like look you know I like you as a person but I'm not interested Mm -hmm. in you romantically because he still seemed even though he wasn't pushing it because he had more of a passive personality but it did seem like he was still still interested yeah Mm -hmm. you know he was still vying for her yeah yeah Uh, but as the dinner scene oh wait no Mr. Jackson and Mrs. Jackson decided to <laughs> slink off to the bathroom for a little while. And yeah, bang, 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 bang. <laughs> and Gerard was so embarrassed. He was overly embarrassed that his parents were having yeah. relations in the bathroom for like an hour. And then, of course, they come out with they, you know, clothes all jacked up. Un- not buttoned correctly. Marcus did have to give him a bro hug because yeah. he was like, <laughs> I'm I'm so sorry like that you had to live through this because it was it was bad and I thought that that was another highlight on possibly why Gerard was the way that he was yeah that his parents were so kind of extreme extreme yeah in a variety of ways that he wanted to be in as invisible as he could be yeah because they allowed yeah I will say as a sex therapist that I did enjoy the fact that they had that little segment of them having sex as older people because age mm. sex is not yeah. something that is displayed very often right. and you can still have sex after birthing years like it's not like all of a sudden you stop being a sexual person so i was actually really happy about that oh, I which agree. was good but inappropriate being at somebody else's house i the concur t- with timing. that <laughs> i concur mm. with that <laughs> <laughs> now y'all when we talked about the types of love um a few sessions back this is an example of that playful love Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. to the extreme yeah. but you know still yeah 
And I thought this was a whole nother, um, when we talked about the session about boundaries. Yes. You know, they were just being violated all over the place. Yeah. At this, well, they, the whole movie really, but in this mm-hmm. particular scene, they were just being violated all over the place. You got to mm-hmm. go Clorox that bathroom. <laughs> Yeah. And then just, you know, the conversation on priding your son about, mm-hmm. you know, his relationship with this woman yeah. in front of his friends uh, and her. Front, yeah. In front of this woman, you're putting everybody on the spot. And now it's awkward and mm-hmm. you seem frustrated because I'm not giving you a straight answer. And again, I think uh, that highlighted his soft, passive demeanor, because, again, my parents are so boisterous and so mm-hmm. eccentric that I want to fade to the background as much as possible. And well, and it seemed like he had already had that conversation with his parents that yeah. they were just friends. Because he said, Dad, I told you we were just friends. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And it also kind of played to what people consider a man to be. Mm-hmm. And again, they still didn't think that Gerard was showing up the way he should as a man. Yeah. Yep. So then everybody leaves the dinner party. Which I thought was so inappropriate. You see all them dishes in that kitchen? Don't nobody Girl. leave nobody's house like that. Angela did it. She cooked. But still, usually people, especially Miss, I'm going to just say Miss Jackson, because that's just traditional. But did nobody go in the kitchen and be like, hey, y- y'all need me to help y'all? Not after she put that trough chilling on. <laughs> <laughs> Girl, I was like, what? in the world is that somebody didn't teach her you're supposed to clean as you go yes my mama would have beat me (laughs) because it was just too much and i'm like it was only six of them and it didn't seem like it was that much food no y'all had the chillings which was in the white thing i saw maybe some green beans turkey dressing Mm -hmm. but it was so like every dish in that house was dirty Mm mm-hmm Yes, and not just like dirty, like it was ooh. all over the kitchen. Like you need to soak. Yeah, like everything looked like it was stuck on. <laughs> yes, and it was dark by the time they stopped uh, cleaning. Yes. Mm-hmm. So Angela stays, of course, as the only one. Plot twist, and the only woman, and mm-hmm, to help Marcus clean, and they fall asleep on the couch watching Star Trek because they surprisingly they're both into star trek how about that now side note i like that part because it reminded me of my papa because for y'all that don't know that's how i got my name from star trek lieutenant lahora the black lady on that show her real name is nichelle nichols and that's how i got my name so i was like oh look oh like look at papa in his movie he really wasn't really but i it was a nice nod <laughs> that's cute so then angela uh marcus wakes up first as, as usual. usual. <laughs> <laughs> that man needs a sleep aid. I know. And I'm like, but he didn't look, if he looked at her feet, they didn't show it in this scene. Um, but then he does. No, no, no. They went to sleep with him rubbing her feet. Remember? Oh, yeah. Because she was rubbing her feet at he first. he said right. something about uh, your feet stink. She said, my feet don't stink. <laughs> That's right. Uh, so then he does this like, you know, brush your hair out your face thing, kiss her on the forehead. And then, of course, they start to kiss on the couch. And funny enough, this is the one love sex scene they didn't show. No, that is true. But y'all know what? It's them damn forehead kisses. <laughs> <laughs> they get you every time. Every time. Like, oh, don't you kiss dang. me on my forehead. <laughs> <laughs> Mm-mm. But he did. 
Y'all know I like a good makeout scene. So I was like, <laughs> yes, <laughs> Marcus and Angela. Yeah, and they showed intimacy. Yes. You know, yes. that was something different that they showed in this scene versus the previous ones where it mm-hmm. was sex. Yes. Yeah, they was talking to each other. They was kissing like it was playful. Like it was a lot, even though, of course, if you're not, analyzing it the way we're analyzing it you will see that okay this is a different form of intimacy than what he's previously done Mm -hmm. and that's why i thought it was interesting that they didn't actually show the the sex scene between them Mm -hmm. which even for the audience like we're gonna they they have intimacy they have something that Mm -hmm. you're not privy to yep that's interesting that's That's a good insight Mm -hmm. so then I, who knows how much time has passed because in a movie, you know, it's kind of hard to tell. So they, um, it seems like Angela and Marcus are together. Yeah, to, yes, they're together. I think it looked like she moved in or well, not, start staying over not there Not that one yet. They're, oh. they're walking because this is when the new ad idea comes to her. Oh, okay. And she's like, oh my God, we need to go. And this is when we see Melvin Van Peebles. He's doing the, the video editing with Strong J. Gotcha. I remember because they're talking about is that a shadow mm-hmm. nope because mm-hmm. i'm drooling <laughs> yes <laughs> so then they do the new strong j ad mm-hmm. and this is when jacqueline realizes oh y'all got something going on mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's coming up it's coming up and it gets accepted because mm-hmm. um, this is a very short scene it's like you they talk about strong j body part <laughs> and then they cut to mm-hmm. uh what is it called uh, showing the 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 ad or whatever, mm-hmm. and then it immediately goes to um, Tyler, Marcus, and Gerard playing pool. Mm. Yep, back to back. Mm-hmm. And Tyler is being Tyler in oh. all of his hotepery, <laughs> uh, talking about you know why why does the cue ball the cue ball <laughs> the white dominate. <laughs> all the other balls and then lastly it hits the black ball into the hole because the green represents the, the earth. earth and the earth is flat <laughs> like they used to think i was like if you don't go get them drinks and shut up <laughs> yes so there was lots going on so then this is also where marcus tries to in the most inappropriate time oh. and place tries to slide in you know, what's going on with Angela and you? And um, Gerard is basically like, well, you know, we're friends, but he tries to play it off like he turned Angela down mm-hmm. versus, cool. you know, her possibly turning him down uh, and says, you know, I don't care if she dates other people. And then through, while Gerard is the more emotionally intelligent, through his, observing Marcus's body language, because he didn't actually say anything. Nope. No. He just observed Marcus's body language and figured out, oh, this is why you asking about Angela. Mm-hmm. And then he learns that him and her have slept together and that Marcus is interested in pursuing her. Yeah. And he was so crushed. He was like, why her out of all people? And I don't know if in that particular moment when he said that he was meaning because he wanted her, but more so because of how nice and kind she was because he, he mm-hmm. made a reference to the type of woman she is and like, don't do her wrong. Yeah. Yeah. I took it as the latter that he was thinking about how nice of a woman she is, mm-hmm. so, but it could have been, no, that's, that's how I was taking it. Yeah. Yeah. 
So then uh, Gerard, of course, is upset and storms out of the pool hall. And, you know, it seems as if their friendship is definitely kind of... There's a whole rift there. Yeah, there's a rift between the, the group. You know, even though... Uh, we haven't really talked about this topic on the podcast yet. I thought it was still interesting. The fact that even though Gerard is the more emotionally intelligent one, him and Marcus both dogged her out. Mm. You know what I mean? Like even if it was just him lying on his penis, you know what I mean? Like he he still dogged her out and like, nah, I'm the one that did that. Instead of just being honest, like, nah, just we don't really match real well together. And so it just, it just kind of goes to show there's still some toxicity in there, even though he is emotionally intelligent. Yeah. Well, this also gave me an indication that Marcus isn't loyal to anyone but because himself. he betrayed, because mm-hmm, he betrayed his friend and all these other women. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause it, it was a better way to handle it. It would have still hurt, but you could have uh, been proactive with communicating that instead of like, in a private setting mm-hmm. versus trying to use the, the disguise of friend, you know, going out and hanging out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, I hope this is a safe environment. You're not going to cause a scene, mm-hmm. you know, that, you know, if we're involved in some of the activity, maybe I can slide it in there and we'll just mm-hmm. keep going. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But and they, they must be used to it because as soon as Tyler came back, he was like, what did you, you do? do? Yep. And so I think they know that that's kind of how he rolls. Yeah. And then this is another indication that Angela didn't pay attention to the red flags either mm-hmm. in, in uh, Marcus. Yep. Mm-hmm. Because if you can't be loyal to your friend, how can I trust you to be loyal to me? And this is a friend that you've known since child- childhood. Yeah, they were little. So I think the next scene is, or one of the next scene is Art. when they're at the, his loft his loft and she paints the mm-hmm. blue people the blue people um which i'm assuming was a supposed to be like a representation of him and her i, I can see that i don't yeah, know i can see that too um just based off later in the bus scene mm-hmm. that's what kind of made me think that um so he gets a, as she's trying to show him her artwork he gets a phone call from Jacqueline about something related to the stranger account and she invites him to whatever this event is. And of course he goes. It's the the second meeting for the new ad. For the new ad. Okay. To actually show the board of directors so that they know he's not crazy. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so then he, of course, uh, tells her that he needs to go for this thing. And Angela says, you know, okay, I understand. But you Hold can tell. Hold on. But before that. Jacqueline was I guess she from what he said she was like does are does you and Angela live together now or you know she's answering your phone he was like no she just stopped by for a moment like he lied because she all up all of her paint supplies is in there yeah and that's why I was saying it's kind of hard to see how much time has passed yeah it can't be too much because they still working on that strong and um ad and they have to have stuff together I'm imagining yeah yeah but yeah, he did do that, which Angela peeped it. Yep. I was like, mm? she's observant. Okay. I don't know what you meant by that. Uh, so then he gets off the call and he's 
in a chipper mood. So when he initially got out of the shower, he was in a loving, you know, a kind of all over you mood. Mm -hmm. But the second he got off of the phone with um, Jacqueline, it wasn't that he was in a bad mood or anything, but you could definitely tell he was in a different good mood. The chase was on again. Mm -hmm. And, you know, something else. I don't know if y'all saw this. um, Angela was trying to get him to be emotionally available and open by asking him what he saw in that um picture picture that she was painting and um he couldn't he couldn't get it out he just kept saying blue people yeah mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so then he go they go have the meeting and the it goes well so of course all of the board of directors they love the new ad everything's great uh so then jack him and jacqueline are kind of shutting things down and mm-hmm. uh, closing out and she is basically like, I like this version of you. I'm glad you're back. Yeah. Because it yeah. was the old him. Mm-hmm. Without the, the confidence. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So he was more reflective of that, that powerful man that she was attracted to in the beginning, which he was attracted to her. So now he's like, oh, okay. Yeah. She's attracted to me again. Uh, and then stays out fairly late. And comes creeping back into the bed at who knows whatever time. I wish they would have done a cut to what time Mm -hmm. in the morning it was, but they didn't. Um, Yeah, with Angela in the bed, not sleep. (laughs) The worst fake sleep I think I've ever seen. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, But so he creeps back into the bed. And then as he kind of settles in, she opens her eyes, which, you know, lets us know that she's been waiting up for him this whole time. Mm Mm-hmm. Then the morning uh, or sometime later, I guess the morning or mm-hmm. uh, mid-morning or whatever comes and she's asking him, well, how did it go? And he gives some kind of half, you know, eh, it was okay. And she's like, well, why just okay? To me in that scene, I felt like he was acting guilty. And and so I couldn't tell if like the guilt was coming from the fact that he had he was trying to decipher whether or not he still had feelings for Jacqueline or if he actually slept with her. I didn't see that at all. I saw him trying to find that exit strategy and not let her down. That's Mm. what I kind of saw. Well, I actually kind of saw a combination of both of those things actually Mm -hmm. that I wasn't quite sure if he slept with her because of Mm -hmm. course they didn't show it, Mm -hmm. but um, he did say it though. He said what? That they reconnected last night. Yeah, but did that mean emotionally or sexually? Well, they never was connected emotionally. <laughs> he was trying to be, but I think she it was wasn't. sexually. Mm. So that's what, see, and so that's why I'm saying, like, was that guilt, that expression on his face, was it guilt? It could have been, but I think he was also trying to have an exit strategy I, as I well. I do agree with that too. He 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 started backpedaling and saying, "Well, you know, I don't, I really need to figure it out." Mm-hmm. And da 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 da, and I was like. What else you need to figure out? Mm-hmm. Right. This woman already got you within 24 hours acting out of the character that you had built with this woman. So obviously something else is going on. Yeah. yeah. So then uh, Halle Berry, rightfully so, uh, or excuse me, Angela gets upset and tells him like, you don't love me. You know, he's like, you know, I love you. And she's like, no, you don't. Mm-hmm. You and, don't know what love is. And of course, you know, another famous line, you know, that, Love would have brought you home last night. With a with a expletive in there. Insert, yes. Uh, <laughs> b- 
but and then she leaves and tells him she'll come get some of her stuff later and then mm -mm. you missing something she smacked that man. Oh, she did. Don't she did smack. <laughs> smack. Oh, them. now who's violent? Yeah, <laughs> it's usually me. I must have zoned out for a second because I didn't hear you <laughs> skip that. Yeah, uh, she did because he said something. Um, what did he say to her? I can't remember, but it was it wasn't right. Yeah, he said something to her that made her turn back around and slap him. Mm -hmm. Oh, I can't. Oh, I can't. I wish I could remember what she, he actually said to her. Um, but then she storms out, and then of course, you know, now he's. I I do want to say that the classic line that she said was, "I had heart, and my heart got broken dealing with people like you." Because mm -hmm. he said something to the effect of don't close her heart or something like that. I I can't remember the specific, but she was, she was coming for his neck. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I would say as, um, as far as acting, this was probably one of Halle Berry's best scenes. Yeah. It was believable. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> but I also, I can give her kudos because she didn't toy around with the decision of whether or not she needed to leave. Mm -hmm. She left. She's like, I'm going to observe you. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm not going to jump to no conclusions. Mm -hmm. And then I'm going to make my choice. Exactly. And of course, after that heavy scene, they kind of fade to the nosy neighbor again. And mm -hmm. she's trying to comfort him about the breakup. She left you, didn't she? And then <laughs> she was like, well, you know, you come on over. And he's like, no, I'm not. I'm not. If you was the last one. I still one, don't want you. Yeah. <laughs> and she was uh, like, well, leap your black over the uh, ledge then. Yeah. jump because <laughs> he was looking he was looking off over the uh, side of the building like he just was gonna risk it all okay so then he and Jacqueline mm -hmm. are back in back in the saddle and things are not going according to plan at all hmm <laughs> You know, he, he's, you know, getting his kissed all over and all these kinds of things. And he is just not there. He is laying. Mm -hmm. <laughs> he's just like mm. not participating at all. Mm -mm. Mm -hmm. Uh, and you know, Jacqueline's kind of like, like what's going on? And he does the classic. I think I'm in love. <laughs> and she's like, what? <laughs> a man miss a good thing when it's gone. Mm hmm. Uh, so then he realizes in as he's in a bed with another woman that he's in love with Angela. Mm. <laughs> and Jacqueline's like, well, why are you here? And he's like, good point. Why am I here? And walks out on her. Mm -hmm. And I couldn't quite place what her facial expression was. I wasn't sure if it was shock or if it was. I felt like she just couldn't believe he was leaving her for Angela oh yeah I was gonna say I think it's disbelief yeah mm -hmm. I couldn't yeah I couldn't quite place what that facial expression was but he did <laughs> um <laughs> and we cut to Angela has gotten herself a new job no 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 they the Tyler dinner. invites him over uh oh, for, for dinner. dinner 
for that nasty on the floor chicken. And in that nasty apartment or what loft, whatever. Mm-hmm. I know. I was like, why is that grease bubbling so hard? I was <laughs> like, that look like boiling water. I thought it was boiling water too. I was like, is he frying the chicken or is he boiling the chicken? Because this Smoke that joint is going everywhere. I, and all they was going to eat was chicken. Wasn't nothing else done. No. And he had all them dishes. But you know, <laughs> men, sometimes when men cook, they just use up everything. Like, you just making mac and cheese. Why is there like nine dishes in the sink? I don't understand. <laughs> I agree. I someone I dated used to cook for me all the time, and I'd be like, "You didn't make nothing but spaghetti. <laughs> it's two pots. <laughs> two. Why is it so? Many Why you dishes? got six of them in the di- in the sink, <laughs> girl? Oh Lord. Okay, let me let me not. Yeah, because <laughs> I can go all day on that one. Uh, so uh, Gerard shows up. Um, and Marcus answers the door mm-hmm. and then of course Gerard is upset you know he feels hoodwinked bamboozled <laughs> that he got you know uh, tricked into yeah. coming over to Tyler's house to hang out and Marcus was going to be there so he goes up on to the rooftop mm-hmm. to, I'm assuming you know get some air and kind of uh, separate himself from the situation and Tyler's like <laughs> go talk to him <laughs> go handle that <laughs> and then so Marcus goes outside and they they do the bro thing you know they kind of man I'm sorry mm-hmm. it's all right they talk about Angela first mm-hmm. and then kind of like segue into like these apologies. halfway apologies mm-hmm. but it, it don't take much for guys Mm-mm. and we were talking about uh, dr jones and i were talking about that earlier this morning when we were kind of discussing the movie like you know they showed it was kind of like they did two things they showed uh emotional connection but mm-hmm. they also showed the bro yeah mm-hmm. you know the hardness uh-huh mm-hmm. how we we're not gonna get too deep off in there mm-hmm. so i'm sorry i'm sorry all right yeah we good and the weird thing is the emotionally intelligent person in this one is Tyler. I know. <laughs> and he was like, no, we're going to bring it in. Group hug. And y'all going to talk this. Like it was, I don't know where that came from because he hadn't been that person the whole movie. Right. But then we were, when we were talking earlier, we were talking about how it was the expectation for, for Gerard to mm-hmm. forgive Marcus. Yeah. For what, for the disloyalty. Mm hmm. Mm. just to save the group can you hurry up and heal now so that we can be friends again? <laughs> mm-hmm. like this is taking too long mm. uh so then of course the guys get you know back right um and they're friends again as the house burns down <laughs> yes <laughs> <laughs> um so then comes the the scene where the kids kanya and kenny mm-hmm. are walking through this brand spanking new office we later find out that it's angela's mm-hmm. new position because now she's a vp or director of marketing um or creative something mm-hmm. and um they find her they extra extra with it yes Tell them, angela <laughs> angela now okay. they screaming in the middle of the work girl in the workplace and so they walk in and kind of see her and mm-hmm. they're like oh uh, and then they say well she's wondering how in the world did y'all get here and they said, oh, our new teacher brought us. And she's like, of course, as, you know, movies go, who's your new teacher? And on cue, in walks <laughs> Marcus. Marcus. Marcus, darling. Uh, and she's upset. The kids walk out. 
um, because they can't be in grown folks' business. And (laughs) (laughs) so then the kids walk out and, you know, she proceeds to explain to Marcus, like, how you've hurt me, um, you know, what you did was wrong and I don't Mm -hmm. appreciate it. And, you know, basically, what are you doing here? Something I like that she said after he said, I quit quit my job whatever the name of the company was and she said did i ask you to quit your job yeah you know i like don't put that on me yeah Mm -hmm. she was speaking some some gems like she was saying you can't love me the way i deserve to be loved yes Mm -hmm. i like Um, that one too so and i think that's a real thing like she's demanding a certain level and if you're gonna love her you're gonna have to come up to that standard or you gotta leave her alone and um not to downplay what he was saying but it, it was almost like too little too late because he was saying i'm ready now I, i've made the changes I, I know what i want and you know it's not to say that people can't come back from incidents like that but it takes a lot to have that forgiveness and to be a to want to uh, work through that and i can appreciate that angela always seemed to be vulnerable because she was saying even in that moment she's like i'm scared that you're gonna hurt me again mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Absolutely. Uh, but of course we end on, she forgives him and they seemingly get back together. Mm-hmm. Got tongue down in the office, but then they walked <laughs> off and she was like, I wish you would look at that woman walking down the street. But he still looked at her. He didn't. Yes, he did. He looked at the other woman Mm-mm. with the, uh, he turned around because he was trying to make a, a point that could be you in 20 whatever years no but he was talking about the, the lady woman with, the kids, with the kids not the cute. oh i didn't even see a woman with kids yeah, yeah. he was talking about the woman with the kids the, she was behind that woman oh okay i didn't even yeah. see her and he was saying well that could be you in you know 20 years or whatnot mm-hmm. so then we end the movie there yep so all in all it was a movie about a man's growth from being a a man child <laughs> emotionally unintelligent mm-hmm. an f boy yes and to a f- semi fully grown because <laughs> he still has some work to do yeah you know uh growing into a man that was much more emotionally intelligent and attuned to his partner mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. yeah all right so that's it for movie mental breakdown uh boomerang edition So, okay, interns, process your notes. Be sure to catch us next session and find us on all major platforms at The Recycled Podcast. If you're a new intern, be sure to like, comment, subscribe, and share. Thanks for listening. And remember, we are shifting and reshaping our psyche through healing conversations and connections, one discussion at a time.